I loved myself even before, even still, but I just wanted to be more comfortable. Best thing ever, anyone, like, yo, oh, we can help you. I might actually consider this. I don't want to lie, this is the best thing I've ever done for myself. Just Skin Deep, the transformative power of plastic surgery and its impact on people's lives. I'm your host, Romy Siabi. Today we're going to be talking about something a little different. Um, a lot of people usually opt for this procedure. It's a medical procedure for health reasons, but others it is to look good. Well, we'll t we will be talking about bariatric surgery. That's how you pronounce it, right? Otherwise known as gastric bypass surgery. So we have here Dr. Ramzi Malilega, who will explain to us what this procedure is all about. Doctor, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I am fine. What is gastric bypass surgery for those who don't know? Well, gastric bypass surgery is one of the procedures that we offer to patients who want to lose weight. So there are quite a number of procedures that we offer. So this is one of them. Okay. Yes. So is it just to lose weight or can somebody do it for other health reasons? Yes. The main reason why we do the procedure, the ultimate goal is to make sure that we get rid of the so-called metabolic syndrome. So metabolic syndrome, it refers to a number of conditions um, like your hypertension, Mm. Um, diabetes mellitus, hypercholesterolemia. So these are the main conditions. So in addition, there are a number of conditions that, you know, as, as a result of the increased weight, like having painful joints, backache, you know, and um, things like your asthma, gastroesophageal reflux oh, disease. Okay. So what actually happens with uh, people who have increased weight, it affects almost any organ in the body. Mm -mm. Okay, so once they undergo the procedure, there is an improvement in all those conditions that I've just mentioned. Why gastric surgery? I mean, why not be a dentist? Why not be a gynecologist? Why did you choose to specialize in this? I think I actually landed in, in, in bariatric by, you know, I, I was, bariatric surgery came into being in the public sector about six, seven years ago before it was not available in the public sector. And I work mainly in the public oh, sector. Okay. So about seven, seven years ago, it was the decision was taken that it should be introduced in the public sector mm -hmm. for those patients that cannot afford to undergo the procedure in private hospitals. So when, when the decision was taken in quite a number of public hospitals, at my hospital, I was given the task to set up the unit. You know, so I was able to do it because uh, the procedure is done with a camera, what we call laparoscopy, which is quite exciting. So I thought, oh, well, that's the one where you insert the camera yes. in the body instead of cutting the yes. patient open. Yes, instead of cutting the patient open, you do the operation with the camera. So this is the new technology that's available to us. You know, so how, long, how long does it last, the surgery? Well, it varies from one surgeon to surgeon. It depends on the experience. Um, you know, there is a surgeon who taught me it's very quick. I mean, he does it in less than 30 minutes, he's done. Oh. Yeah, so he's, in my opinion, the best <laughs> laparoscopic surgeon in the country. So, but for some of us, it takes, you know, more than that. How many surgeries have you? How many gastric 
bypasses have you done? So, so when you say gastric bypass, maybe you should say bariatric surgery. How many bariatric se- uh, procedures have I done? Are they, is, there, is there a distinction? Are they different? Yes, that's why I said to the introduction that there are quite a number of them. It's just that when you say gastric bypass, mm. you're basically trying to encompass, to include the other conditions that we also do. It's just that a lot of people associate you know, think that gastric bypass is the only procedure that is available. Oh, so, there's, so there are others. Yes, there are quite a number of procedures. Wow. So when you say it's available um, to the public, I assume that all public hospitals in South Africa offer this? Um, or is it just specific ones? No, unfortunately, it's not all all hospitals, public hospitals in South Africa. Um Unfortunately, currently, it's only uh, three public hospitals that offer the procedure. Mm. Um, The first hospital to be accredited, let me say for a hospital to offer the procedures, it must be accredited. Oh. Yes, it must be accredited to say, look, the surgeons are competent enough to can do the operation with a good outcome. Because Mm. every time when we operate the surgeons, we want to make sure that we you know, come out of theater with a good outcome with, um, you know, few complications. So so um, uh, there is an accreditation process. You have to go through the accreditation process. Experts have to come and look at your program, watch you operate in theater, and so on. And if they are happy, they give you the accreditation. So okay. in, in South Africa, I think the first hospital to be accredited, it's it's a Tigerback Hospital in Cape Town. I think they were accredited in 2017. Um, and then I think two years later, it was SMU in Pretoria, and we were accredited last year. So these are the only three hospitals, public hospitals in the country that are accredited to do bariatric surgery. You are at Steve Beaker, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. And then which one is SMU? And Sifak Omahat. It used to be called oh, Medunsa in yes, the past. Yes, yes, it's in Pretoria as well. Yes. Yes. Okay, so how does this procedure then help somebody lose weight or somebody who's struggling with obesity? Yes, so so the procedures, well, we classify them into a number of groups, but uh, depending on how they work. For example, mm. with a gastric bypass, it's a, it's a restrictive procedure and malabsorptive. So what yeah. it means that it restricts the amount of food that you can take at a particular time, and at the same time, it reduces the absorption of the nutrients that you would have taken. So that is basically how it works. You eat less, you absorb less. So what's what's the criteria? Can I, for instance, um, sign up for, for the surgery? Well, we first of all, we talk about something called BMI. BMI stands for Body Mass I Index. Think that is. Yes, so it depends on an individual's body mass index. So we calculate your index. An index is, is a proportion. We take your height and your weight and we calculate the figure. So depending on whether your figure is more than 35 or not, we would then offer you the procedure. If it's less than 30, we would look at a number of things, the comorbidities that I've mentioned, your mm-hmm. hypertension, your diabetes, your cholesterol, you know, painful joints, backache, asthma, all those things. So we would then look at all those conditions to see whether you have them for you to qualify. Oh, so I don't qualify, do I? No, I would have to calculate your BMI. <laughs> oh, no, it's very, it's very, according to my BMI, I'm, I'm obese, I'm overweight. Yeah. Well, obesity means your BMI is, is more than 25. Yes, it is. Uh, no, more than 30, rather. 
because if it's more than 25, then we say you're overweight. I but think once mine it's more like 26 or something. Yeah, 26, it means you are overweight. I need, I need but you know, obesity starts from a BMI of more than 30. I need, I need you to staple my stomach so I can stop eating. <laughs> no, so, so what happens is it's been found, research has been done to look at those who have a BMI of less than 35, mm -hmm. 20, 30 rather, and it's been found that they do well on non-surgical measures. Oh, you mean like exercise? All those things, <laughs> exercise, you watch your diet and so on. So it's been, that is the recommendation yes. that if we operate, if you stick to all those, all those things, you do better compared to if we were to undergo an operation. So you mentioned that um, before you you consider doing the surgery on a patient, um, you look at their BMI and everything else. Um, what other criteria is there? Okay, let me just try to unpack it for you. First of all, the most important thing that we look at is the BMI. Okay. Okay, if you, and it also if you have comorbidities. Mm -mm. Now, if your BMI is more than 35, you qualify for the procedure irrespective of whether you have those comorbidities or not. In other words, if you don't have high blood, diabetes, all those things, mm -hmm. if your BMI is more than 35, you do qualify for the procedure. But if your BMI is between 30 and 35, you have to have one of those comorbidities like your diabetes, your oh, hypertension, your oh, cholesterol, okay. and so on. Um, if it's less than 30, it only applies to those who have uncontrolled diabetes and the Asian population, because in the Asian population, it's been found that if the BMI is as low as 24.5, mm. they can actually suffer things like your heart attack, your stroke, and so on. So that's why mm. we lower the B, the limit in the Asian mm. population. And these are the latest guidelines that were published by the American Association of Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery, and if so. How, how else do you um, advise patients to prepare themselves for their procedure? Well, I think, I think the most important thing is for somebody to realize that he, he, uh, you know, he or she is, has obesity and therefore mm -hmm. needs help. And, and uh, obviously once they realize that they need help, then they can come and you know, can visit one of the centers that actually offer this procedure. And that is where we actually talk to them. We give them the information before we enroll them in the program. Mm. And the information is, the, the, the first session is very informative. So let's talk about after now. Stomach is stapled, happy. How do I then make sure that I don't end up on your operating table? Yes. So, well, it's, it's the whole, you know, um, program is, it's, it's sort of a multidisciplinary, you know, program in that involves surgeons, it involves dietitians, um, it involves psychologists, it involves endocrinologists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the reason reason is very is very I mean clear. The dietitian is actually the main driver in that preoperatively, we depending on the BMI would require them to lose a certain amount of weight. Normally, we'd say about 10%. And there's a very good reason why we want them to lose about 10% of the weight. Or before. And yes. Oh. So, so they need to change, you know. So it's sort of trying to instill them mm. to change their, you know, behavior, their eating habits and so on. Because that is also critical after the operation. Oh, wow. Okay, that was that idea. Yes. I clearly can't have the surgery. No, you can. <laughs> no, you can. You because, yes, because you see the difference between 
surgery and things like your diet and all those things because they're not as durable as the operation. Mm. The operation is a durable way of making sure that you maintain your weight loss. You can lose weight by exercising and dieting, but after that you have to maintain it. Can you say that it's, 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 it's effective in, in weight loss? Well, in aiding weight loss, rather. In the operation? Yes. Multiple, lots of studies that have been published in the literature to prove that. Yeah. In the past, look, in, in 1991, the National Institute of Health actually drew up the first guidelines. Mm. And they were only reviewed last year. So for almost 30 years, we were wow. using the same old guidelines. Yeah. And within that 30 years... People have been doing lots of operations. So these studies are based on the operations that were done between 1991 and, uh, and last year and when they were reviewed. And they have actually clearly proved that it's a more, you know, it's, it's a durable way of maintaining your, your weight. How prevalent is, is this procedure in South Africa, especially among um, black people? Um, it is. It is actually quite, I think, a lot of people now are becoming aware that they can get help. Mm. You know, they can get help at, at public hospitals. Um, the, 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 the patients that I see at Steve Biko is actually a mixture. I would say it's almost 50-50. Oh, yeah, interesting. 50 will be Africans and 50 yeah. will be Caucasians. Yeah. So it's, it's almost a mixture. So even Africans are aware that they can get help. And that's yeah. why they are... And, 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 some of them actually self-referral. We have a working system. Somebody walks into my clinic, I will not turn the patient away. I'll see the patient and enroll the patient mm. in the program. Um, let, let's talk figures. How much am I looking at? You mean in terms of cost? Yes. Well, in the public sector, I'm not sure about the other two hospitals, but at Steve Biko, it's, it's basically what would, you would pay if you come, for example, for an appendicectomy or a hysterectomy. It depends on your grading. If you don't earn a lot of money, you can only afford to pay, say, 300 grand for a lower grade. Then we do the operation. That's all what you require. Really? Yes. I have 300 rand. Yeah, you can come, you can come to oh, our clinic. Oh, I'm going to need a business card. Yeah, you can come to our clinic and then we'll offer you the procedure. It's oh, so it's, it's, it's affordable? Yeah, it is affordable. Oh, you have me thinking It now, is dog. very, very affordable. You see, in private, obviously it's very expensive. Yeah. But in the public, remember, public hospitals are supposed to over to offer these services to those who cannot afford to go to private. Mm. Yes. Can we then call it a cosmetic procedure? No, it's not a cosmetic procedure. Remember what I said earlier on. I said the operation is the main indication is what we call metabolic syndrome. And metabolic syndrome refers to all those conditions that I've mentioned. Because mm. if I do the operation, for example, if I do a gastric bypass today, we stop the anti-diabetic medication. Otherwise, patients stop their diabetic medication on the day of the operation. Mm. And when you follow up the blood glucose in the subsequent days, the blood glucose is normal without them having to take the diabetic medication. So oh. it's not a cosmetic operation. The cosmesis, it's secondary. The primary mm. aim is for you to help, the, to, help, to help with the resolution of the metabolic syndrome. That is the main target. Mm. The cosmesis is secondary. I know a lot of people are, are scared to, to go under the knife um, to have any kind of surgery because of complications. Are there any complications with this one? Well, there's no operation without complications. And this is what I will always say to my patient. I mean, you can go for a simple removal of a lamp on your, on your, on your hand. 
we can develop wound sepsis. Mm. It's just that some of them are ma minor, some are major, and some are more common, some are less common. Mm. Fortunately, with bariatric surgery, the complication ra rate is extremely low. Oh, you know? that's comforting. Yes, it's extremely low. It's not, you no, know. That's really comforting. And that is why it must be done by people who are accredited. What are some of the misconceptions or myths, <laughs> if any? Well, I would say, um, yeah, but I mean, okay, they are there. Well, some people, let me see, some people, when they come to us, they think that you can offer them the operation without them having to lose a certain amount of weight before the operation. So mm -hmm. they come with unrealistic, you know, expectations that mm. that unrealistic. And that's why we clear that during the first consultation, we clear all those, uh, you know, misconceptions and so on to mm. say, look, this is what is going to happen. And after the operation, you'll have to stick to the diet, exercise and so on. And that the other thing is, I as a surgeon cannot determine, you know, where the patient is going to stop losing weight. Mm, mm. Your weight knows, your body knows what your ideal weight is. So if I offer you the operation today, you're going to lose the weight until it plateaus, until it flattens. I cannot determine that your body will determine it because your body knows what your ideal weight is. Mm. So these are some of the things that we try to clarify at the beginning, during the first consultation to say, this is what you can expect. These are the possible complications. And this is what will be expected from you post-operatively, mm. you know, so that when they sign on the dotted line, you know, they know exactly, you know, what, what the possible complications I mean, surely are. there are people who probably think this is a easy, quick fix to losing weight. No, no, no. It's a, it's actually a journey. And it's not about the operation itself. It's about changing, you know, their behavior. It's about changing their eating habits. Mm. You know, for example, I can offer you the operation now. If you used to go into ShopRite, every time you go to ShopRite, you buy your grocery. You know the aisle where they put chocolates and oh, all those that, things? Oh, yes. yes. If you used to pick up 10, 15, by the time you leave ShopRite, you know, it's full. Yeah. And then you go back to your old habits. Surely you'll come back to me. You'll, re you'll regain the weight, mm -hmm. which happens. Can you reverse? I've always wondered this. Can you reverse the procedure? <laughs> Yeah. Or once it's done, it's done, that's it. Yes. One thing that we stress to our patient during the first consultation is that the operations are irreversible. You cannot come to, you cannot come to me after a year and say, look, you know, I've lost so much weight and my partner is not happy. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I need to gain a bit more. You need to gain a bit more because otherwise <laughs> your, your partner will run away. It happened with one patient who came back to us to say, look, doc, I think I'm losing too much weight. My husband has abandoned me, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, so it's very important for patients to understand that the procedures are irreversible. Once they are done, they are done. For example, the second mm. procedure that we do is called a sleeve gastrostomy. With a sleeve, you remove part of the stomach and you send it to the lab. You can't say, you can't say, Maluleke, must go back to the lab to fetch that and put it mm. back. So we clarify all these things at the first consultation. Oh, no, we're going to have to go back to the stomach thing. You remove part of the stomach? Yes. And then what, what happens after that? Yes. So, so currently, you know, the two most popular procedures, surgical procedure, is the gastric bypass and the sleeve gastrectomy. So those are the two most common, um, you know, bariatric operations. About 90% of surgeons would offer their patients either of the two. Mm. Yes. 
Earlier, you, you mentioned that it's only three hospitals in South Africa. Public hospitals. Yes, public hospitals. Yes. That, so I assume private hospitals offer this. Yes, they do. They do private hospitals, but but then they, there is a slight problem. Slight problem is that if I am not accredited and I do it in a private hospital, the medical aid will not pay me because oh. I'm not accredited. So for the medical aid to pay me, I must be an accredited bariatric surgeon. Yeah. Otherwise, the patient will have to pay cash. So oh. that is the problem. That is why a lot of people can afford cannot afford to do it in private. Yeah. Can you can you share a, a testimonial of a patient who had the surgery and they're now living their best life? Sure, there are so many. Almost all of them. Okay. <laughs> really? Almost all of them. Yeah, so what happens, actually very, you know, what I have noticed is that if I do the operation today and they come back, say, after three months, mm. the first thing that you will see that will tell you that the patient is losing face, it's losing weight rather, is on the face. Most of the time when they come, they are round, they have a round face. That's when they nice. come for follow-up, you look at the face, it looks completely different, other than mm. the fact that they will tell you about the clothes that, you know, that's it, yeah. But there are so many patients. I mean, there is a patient who came in, um, I think when she started, she was about 161 kilogram. We wow. trimmed her down to a reasonable, acceptable weight. Then we took her in and did a gastric bypass. And this patient had urinary incontinence. She was using a diaper wow. because she was leaking urine all the time. She was hypertensive. Mm. She was diabetic. She could hardly walk. Wow. But now the urinary incontinence has resolved completely. The diabetes has resolved. The diabetes has resolved. She can walk, you know, and she has had a tummy tuck because normally what happens after the procedure, because they lose a lot of weight, they need some form of plastic surgery just to try and oh, trim them easy. down the body contouring. Yeah. So we refer them to the plastic surgeons to to, to, to do that for them. So she, she has already gone for a tummy tuck and she looks good. Doctor, I have 300 rand. Yes. So I'm going to give you a call. Yes. And you and I are going to have a conversation about stapling my stomach <laughs> before yeah. summer comes because it's bikini season, you know. I need to look all right, Diana, you see. Yeah. No, we will We will do that for you. Uh, you can just come to our surgical outpatient at Steve Biko Academic Hospital. Um, that is where we see all the patients yeah. and plan before the operation. And obviously when you come to our clinic... Um, it's usually a mixture of those that have been operated and the new patients. So you'll be able to see those yeah. patients that have been operated and hear testimonials from them. And I like the fact that it's such a short procedure. Yes, it, yes. remember I said it varies from one surgeon it's to another. Yeah. But by and large, I think I would say an estimation of about maybe one and a half hours to two hours would be reasonable time. And the healing process, how, how long does that take? No, it's quite quick because we use the camera. So what we do is we admit you today on a Friday. We do the operation tomorrow, and then Monday you're home. Oh. Because we use the camera, what we call minimally invasive surgery. In other yeah. words, we, there's lost trauma because we use cameras. And obviously after that, you know, there's certain foods you can't eat. Yes. And, 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 and. Yes, you start with fluids. And oh. after fluids, then we graduate, graduate you to, graduate to a puree, what we call a puree diet. And after about four weeks, you go back to your normal diet. Oh, I can do that. Yes. I mean, wine is a fluid, so no, no, I'm definitely calling you. I expect my call. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you so much. This was um, very informative. Um, the little knowledge that I had about 
the procedure did not even cover what I learned today. So thank you for coming and educating the masses. Thank you for inviting me. I hope I'm going to see lots, <laughs> lots of patients. I, I, I think you might after this. Coming to our clinic. I think you might after this because, like I said, um, a lot of people are, are scared to have surgery, you know, because of complications and all of that. They think they might die on the table or whatever. But now um, it's, it's comforting to know also that this com um, procedure is, it's not that invasive. It's not that invasive and the complication rate is very, very low. So yeah. patients, people should not be scared. They should come, just come and see us at Steve Biko Academic Hospital and we'll be able to help them. Thank you very much, Doctor. You're welcome. And thank you for joining us and for tuning in. I hope you learned as much as I did. Until next time. Thank you for tuning into Just Skin Deep. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable insights into plastic and reconstructive surgery. If you're hungry for more exciting lifestyle, sport and news content, visit snl24.com. There you'll find a treasure trove of articles, podcasts and videos. Find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at SNL24SA. We'd love to connect with you and continue the conversation outside of the podcast.